Well, let's let's look at our um, let's look at our statement of faith. Uh, so we we talked about two weeks ago uh, our last uh, our last point point fourteen, which is what was point fourteen? I'm sorry. That's right. Our ordinances, right? Our ordinances. So we've we've practiced uh, our the Lord's Supper this this past uh, this past Sunday, and it's a, a great joy to uh, to to do so. And how important it is for us as a as a church and as a people who are committed and covenanted together in unity to practice those things, um, which and what they and what they represent, and and what a gift that it is that the Lord has given us in those. In those uh, in those symbols, so tonight let's look at point fifteen of the Christian Sabbath of the the Christian uh, of the Christian Sabbath. Now, who remembers when this uh, uh, when this statement of faith was written? Y'all remember what the date of that was? Eighteen fifty three. Eighteen fifty three. That's right. Uh, originally, it was eighteen thirty three. Redone 1853, and what was happening in 1853? Anybody want to take some history guesses? What was going on in the world? Right, Civil War hadn't started yet, about to, but what was happening in the world? It had been happening for close to a century. A really big, a really big... Uh, First rev- revolution, right? It was called a revolution. What's that? The industrial. the industrial revolution. That's right. The industrial revolution. So when we see this point here, and, and knowing that at the heels of the industrial revolution is taking place in 1833, 1853, we see a point like this really standing out as a as a very important point to uh, to show the the church and its members and Christians. Um, this is what we believe. This is what it means for the for the Christian Sabbath. So, so just to give, put a little historical context, and, and think definitely place even in today, uh, uh, and 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 hopefully maybe even helping us understand uh, our Sabbath and the importance of uh, of the Sabbath rest that God has given uh, to each one of us, not to necessarily use to our own leisure. Um, but but for us in the gathering as as a church and as a as a people to to come together and to uh, take part in those ordinances and uh, other things and the teaching and, and such. So so of the Christian Sabbath point fifteen and uh, Kelly, why don't you read that nice and loud for us? Point fifteen of the Christian Sabbath. We believe that the first day of the week is the Lord's day or Christian Sabbath, and is to be kept sacred to religious purposes. By the devout observance of all the means of grace, both private and public, and by preparation for that rest that remains for the people of God. All right. So uh, the first day of the week, what is that? What is the first day of the week? Sunday, Sunday right? Sunday. Not to be confused with Monday, right? Uh, what, what would be the, what is the Jewish Sabbath? Saturday. That's right. Jewish Sabbath is is on Saturday, and so we are defining that Sunday has been set apart as as the Lord's Day, or as what we are calling it uh, from our statement of faith, the the Christian Sabbath. What does Sabbath mean, Bill? What does it mean? Me? You're Bill. You're the only Bill in here. Um. 
It is a, um, it means that which is set apart, holy, um, kind of designated, I guess. Okay. But it's certainly set apart. All right. Yes, uh, yeah, the setting apart holy. So we, we're seeing, because of that, right, so Sabbath, is, is this is a, it's a special day, right? It's, it's a special day. It's a set-apart day. And so, that, and then so all Christians, as God has set apart this particular day, all Christians should celebrate this day, that, that particular day that God has given us uh, in, in each day of the week, right? Or, or not each day, but the, that one day of, of the week. Um, and, and should be held in sacred uh, to us, um, and so this is this is going to help us understand that. Let's look at, let's look at the passages um, uh, tonight, and, and let's let's take a look. So uh, Walter, since you are new, I'm going to let you look at the first one, Acts 20. Uh, Acts 20. Richard, would you read Genesis 3? Yes, sir. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Carson, Colossians 2. I'll read Mark. All right, so let's go to Acts chapter 20. Go ahead, Walter. On the first day of the week, we came together to break bread. Paul spoke to the people, and because he intended to leave the next day, kept on talking until midnight. So on the first day, what were they doing? Breaking bread together, right? The first day of the week, which is Sunday. Sunday. They gather together for the breaking of the bread, fellowshipping together, and for teaching, right? And they met for quite a long time, midnight. So do not get mad at me on my hour-long sermons. It could be worse. Um, that's right. That's right. <laughs> that's what we Just don't fall out of a window. Just don't fall out of a window. Um, which we should be okay with that. So there you go, right? I mean, it, little things, certainly not the point of the passage, but we see the early church meeting that first day of the week, that designated time. This is when they would gather the first day of the week. Now let's turn all the way to Genesis 2. And let's check that out. What does Genesis 2 tell us? So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. All right, which would be? Sunday, the sab- Well, actually, it would be Saturday. I mean, Saturday, which is the Sabbath, and and then it would be holy, set apart, as in our definition. But now we know in with the New Testament and such, with the coming of Christ, Christ's resurrection, the Christian Sabbath is is now on the first day of of the week, uh, on on Sunday. And so God set apart all the way from creation, set this day apart. Uh, and for, for to be set apart for, for rest and to remember him. Uh, Colossians 2. Therefore, let no one pass judgment on you in questions of food and drink or with regard to a festival or a new moon or a Sabbath. These are a shadow of things to come, but the substance belongs to Christ. All right. So we see all different holidays and festivals that are mentioned in that, in that passage, but Paul also mentions the, the Sabbath. And so what does, he, what does he mean by that? What does he mean by that they are shadow of the, of the substance that is fulfilled in Christ? What does that, what does that mean? What does that mean about our, our Sabbaths? 
and all festivals and celebrations. You can look it up if you need to, Colossians 2, 16 and 17. Yes. Yes, yes. He, he is that rest, right? He, he is the, the ultimate fulfillment of that rest, right? Sometimes our Sabbaths aren't very restful. <laughs> Sometimes they're, they're not. They're not as maybe what they were intended to, uh, intended to be. They're not, they're not perfect, but they are pointing to uh, that, that great rest, the, the Lord of the Sabbath, to, to Christ, right? Those are, these are just shadows of it. So, so it's no longer... In a, and not just in a pragmatic sense for us just to, to, to rest and to, to physically rest and to rest in the Lord. Absolutely, those things are there. But it's also set apart in a reminder sense and as a, uh, uh, to, to look to Christ, to, to look to Christ and to, to feast upon Christ and the rest that we will find in, in Christ. Does that make sense? And that's the rest that we'll be satisfied in. That's that's the rest that we will be will be satisfying, and as well as that passage talks about different celebrations that they that they would celebrate even during the year and the the calendar that they they had in the first century, and and it was dealing with well, do Christians celebrate Christmas or do Christians celebrate Easter? Or Christmas Christians celebrate Halloween, and and he and he just said he said don't let anybody look down on you for these things, but see the fulfillment of those things. All these are just a shadow of the real substance of Christ. Celebrate as if you would celebrate Jesus, and and so that's uh, uh so that's one another way of a way we are to look at the at the Sabbath. Let's look let's look down to Mark chapter two. Mark chapter two. I think we're familiar with this passage. Let's look at verse twenty three. I'm just going to read the sec the whole section for us so we can understand the context instead of just reading verse twenty seven, um, and and then it'll help us understand verse twenty seven a lot more. Everybody with me? One Sabbath, so here you go, Sabbath day. One Sabbath, he was going through the grain fields, and as they made their way, his disciples began to pluck heads of grain. And the Pharisees were saying to him, Look, why are they doing what is not lawful on the Sabbath? So what, what's happening? Right? You say they're, they're walking down a road, right? They're walking down a road, and as they're walking down the road, they're passing by these grain fields. They're picking up these pieces of grain. In our area, they would pick up peanuts off the ground, and they were eating them. And the Pharisees who were following them, what, what was their problem? They were working. They were harvesting. They were, they were working. They were doing something. They were doing something. They were doing anything, right? They were doing anything. And, and, and so they, they point out, look, this is not lawful on, on the Sabbath because if the, the Sabbath was made uh, was, was for them to, to rest and, and according to, to their law was to avoid any kind of violation of, of that. They created all these laws uh, of, on their own to, so that they wouldn't even come close to, to breaking that that uh, commandment of not keeping the Sabbath holy. Does that make sense? So they created all these little things. So there was only so many steps they could take on the, on the, on on a Sabbath day. Uh, they had all the correct preparations made, you know, the sun the, the day before so that they could only do certain things on that 
uh, on that particular day because they didn't even want to come close to that. Right? A lot of legalism there. They did, right? How many steps I could take uh, before, before that? Literally, like, there was about how many steps each person could do in their work of the of the uh, of, of the Sabbath, um, and so so there's the setup, right? There's there's the setup uh, to to Jesus, and and he says, and he said to them, "Have you never read what David did when he was in need and was hungry? He and those who were with him." How he entered the house of God in the time of Abiathar the high priest and ate the bread of the presence, which is not lawful for any but the priests to eat, and also gave it to those who were with him. Now, speaking of the Old Testament, uh, Old Testament story, how in a sense David violated the law, right? Violated the, the law of eating of the bread, eating of the the bread that was not meant for him. But meant for the for the priests to to eat, and of course these guys are Pharisees, and of course we've heard this story. Uh, and and here's what Jesus says, verse 27. And he said to them, "The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath." So what is Jesus saying in verse 27 now? What's he saying about? What is he saying in verse twenty-seven? That it's not supposed to be a rule, but it's something that's supposed to be good for you. Okay. Yes. You see that? That Sabbath was made for man not man for the Sabbath. Meaning it was given, that command, as all of God's commands, were given to us not to take away you being able to do anything on Sundays. Did you get that? Right? It's not God stealing from you, taking from you, that you can't do this. Oh, can't do that anymore. And, and that's the way they, they treated it. They treated it as something as if, as if it was to, that for everybody to do nothing on those days. And, and and what he Jesus is reading is nope, man was made man was not made for the Sabbath, but the Sabbath was made for man. It was for their good, for their rest, for, for your for your rest, for your benefit. The command was for our 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 good, and of course we see verse twenty eight. So the Son of Man is even the Lord of the Sabbath. Um, and, and just as they were they were walking down the road that day, they were picking of the grain fields, and, and there's Jesus saying, it's all good. Guys need to eat. Need to eat. Make sense? Now, that doesn't say we violate the Sabbath, though. Right? It doesn't say now we, we, we do whatever we want, and we work, and we do all those things. No, it's, it's we maintain the Sabbath. Maintain the Sabbath rest because it was made for us for our for our, our good. So the first day of the week, the Lord's Day, is the Christian Sabbath. All right. So next point, Sabbath. I've, I've guessed and this and and is to be kept sacred. What does sacred mean? Holy, pure. 
set apart, special, right, sacred to religious purposes. Now, there's a phrase that's probably not too popular these days among Christians, is it? Religious purposes. That sounds very pharisaical and legalistic, doesn't it? How dare we say religious? But what does that mean for religious purposes? Has anyone ever heard the word religion in a good way? <laughs> I mean, really. Right, so what, is it, what are we meaning in, in the context here? What do we mean by sacred and for religious purposes? For the building up of the church, the edification of, of the church. So that day, right? That that day of rest is is for the church. Is for is for us for the religious readings, the building of up of one another. It is it is set apart as we were talking about as sacred, set apart with a purpose, set apart with a um, uh, with a purpose. And uh, I, I I got in here Exodus twenty. And, and you guys could you could look that up, but Exodus twenty that's the that's the Ten Commandments, right? And, and that is to the the, the uh, keep the Sabbath and keep it holy, keep it holy. So the our our priority of the Christian Sabbath for for Christians is to keep it holy. How do we keep that? How do we keep it holy? How do we as a church keep it holy? How have we covenanted together to keep it holy? I'm going to go buy some crickets. (laughs) How do we keep it holy? Yes, we gather. We gather. We we gather to get. We gather together, and when we gather together, what do we do? We worship. And how do we worship? Singing. What? Singing. We sing. What else? We read scripture publicly, out loud. What else? Expositional preach. That word preaching. All right, that's right. We, we submit ourselves under the teaching of the word of God. All right. Anything else? What else? We give. Very good. And he's not even a covenant member. That's good. What else? We fellowship. Encourage. Exhort one another. Build one another up. Edify. What else? Anything else? We do the ordinances. Yes. Very good. What else? Anything else? Pray. There, that was the one I was looking for. Absolutely, we pray. We pray together as a church, corporately. That's what we do. So, so here, this is how we we keep it holy. And we, and as we will look in in, our, in, a, in a couple lines in, in uh, Hebrews chapter ten, is, and we we don't forsake that. We don't forsake the gathering, the, the public gathering, the corporate gathering uh, uh, to, to together. It is it is a set apart. Day and it's and it's not just you know the two hours too right it's it's the day, the the rest of the day I think should be a, a, a meditation focus on on what was talked about you know use it as a time when you go gather with your family to talk about the word of God talk about how the word of God spoke to you how is it impacting you how it's changing you 
You know, that, that's the way. That's what that day is is for. Absolutely, family time, but but intentional family time, of of uh, being in the uh, talking about the gospel, talking about the service, talking about the church uh, together. That's the Sabbath. That's that's the the the, the meaningfulness of the of the of the sabbath and 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 also the the rest that comes be beyond be in that you know the rest of 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 being together uh and and resting and not working right not not working the working is for six other days right but the sabbath is 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 for is set for for them we've already we've already mentioned and talked about how yes sometimes the 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 ox falls in the ditch i got it i get that uh and but but it's set apart it is to be set apart in the hearts of Christians in our in our lives as something special, as our statement says, sacred. That it is sacred when we gather together. Puts a little bit more on the high of the priority list, right? That's why when that's why when we had these this kind of language in our covenant of not forsaking the gathering, being together, making a priority to uh, 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 to be there because of this is what we see is so important about about and being taught to us in in the scripture. Very good. Any questions on that? All right. Let's look at the the next one. By the devout observance, what does devout mean? Devout. Devoted. What else? Dedicated. Good. Bill, you look like you're going to say something. No. We'll say something now. Committed. Committed. Come on, man. You had words. Why don't you say it? It kills me. Okay, so devoted, committed. Diane, what'd you say again? Dedicated. Dedicated. Anybody else? What? It has the connotation of, of a loving dedication. Yes. What was going? Well, I, I was just thinking, and, and because of that, I was thinking like, and none of those, and, and it's a word we use particularly now a lot these days is passionate. I'm passionate about it, right? Uh, would that you think that works? Yeah. All right. Yes. Passionate, right? It's something we're passionate about. Passionate observance. So, what does that mean? Observance. Passionate observance or devout observance. Observance of of what? Of what? The Sabbath. Of the Sabbath. That's right. Of all those things that we were talking about. By the devout observance of all the means of grace. Of all the means of grace. Both private and public. Right? So we're going to stop right there. Of private. Um, so so what, do we, what do we mean by means of grace? So the, the devout observance. We're talking about of the Sabbath. Of all means of grace. What do we mean by that? Means of grace. Everyone who never said it before. <laughs> That's right. And such was that was what? That's right. So all those things that we, we listed, the praying and preaching and teaching and singing, uh, exhorting and building up and, and, and uh, the taking of the Lord's Supper, all of these Means of grace. These are means of grace that God has given us as His people, right? These are all means of grace. So, so we. This is how we observe. This is how we passionately observe the Sabbath together. 
both private and then the next point will be public. So there is absolutely a private sense of the Sabbath, and we're going to talk about that in just a second. And, and then the next point is going to be public. So let's look at Psalm 119. Love Psalm 119. There's a lot to love, too. Yeah, you can look at verse 15. That's the main verse, but but let's read let's read verses verse 9 through 16. Let's kind of read that that section there. Titled Beth. <laughs> Everybody there? All right. Bill, would you read it nice and loud so my microphone will pick you up? How can a young man keep his way pure by guarding it according to your word? With my whole heart I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandments. I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. With my lips I declare all the rules of your mouth. In the way of your testimonies I delight, as much as in all riches. I will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways. I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. Why would that verse or that section, why would we have that as a reference verse for this point? By the devout observance of all the means of grace, both private. Why would we have that there? What is the psalmist saying? talking about himself okay but in particular what's what's happening to him what's what's the instrument that he's going for or longing after and loving the word, the word of God what changes us the word of God it is a mean, it is the, the means of grace, right? That's how that's what it's what changes us, the word of God. And where do we encounter the word of God? And what's what will change us individually with the word of God? It's going to church, right? Gathering together. So privately, the word is having its effect on us by hearing it, by listening to it. Right? And and if, if this is if, if if this is our desires, the only way it's gonna happen is, is when we are having the word uh wash over us in these ways. That's how we're going to be able to uh resound like what the uh um, the uh psalmist says here. If we're not storing it up, if we're uh if we're if we're not guarding ourselves according to, to his word. Um, if we're not in these things, we're not in the scripture, then, then we're not going to be this way. We're not. There's, there's no way around it. There's, there's no way around it. There's, nobody is growing in Christ apart from the scripture. Nobody. So, privately. Boom. And publicly. So, and, and publicly, so our corporate gathering. Let's go to Hebrews 10. This is an important verse, so I want us all to to, to go there to, to Hebrews 10. I already mentioned it, I know. 
in Hebrews 10. I'm going I'm to start reading verse 23. It says, Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. Right? So our confession, what we believe, what we believe about the gospel. For he who promised Christ is faithful. That's, a, that's an important line, right? And I don't think what we're expecting comes next should come next. But look what it says in verse 24. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as it is a habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day. What do we mean by the day capitalized? The second coming of Christ, right? The judgment day drawing near. So we hold fast our confession because of the promise of, of the one who gave it. And in that, in, in the knowledge of our, of our confession and how we are holding fast to that confession, then we stir one another up. We're building one uh, another up. We're encouraging one another up to love and good works. And how are we to stir one another up with love and good works if we are neglecting to meet together? It's not happening. It's not ha- and, 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 and not just your role in doing that, but then someone to doing that for you. It, it, it doesn't happen. Not neglecting to meet together as it is a habit of some. But encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day drawing near. I remember there was this line that Bill used to say at the end of uh, uh, church services. um, Something like along the lines. And he might have read this probably in some preacher magazine or something. But um, uh, it it was something like... um, Something like, uh, let me get my brain straight here. Hold on. Um, Bill, you might have to say it. But then you're like, you know, I used to say all kinds of lines. Uh, yeah, it's a, you're, be a, you're a blessing. And she knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's hard to say. You've been a blessing to me. Yeah. That was the last part. Be assured you've been a blessing to someone else just because of your presence, right, and being, and being here, right, something like that. Do you remember what you say? What's your what's that one? Yeah. No, no, you 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 had the quote. Water. So <laughs> we have the altar in front. Yeah. yeah. What is it? Be assured that you have been a blessing by your presence and participation in this hour of worship. Good job. That's right. Notice how he doesn't say that anymore. <laughs> I just kidding. I just kidding. But 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 truthfully. There's there is a uh, there's something to be in, there's something about that that when we gather together, uh, it is such a delight to do, to gather together. It is something encouraging just in our just in our presence with with one another and, and the singing together uh, uh, that that is so encouraging. Uh, one of the things that I am I am trying to uh, subversively. Uh, uh, cultivate in in our church is that we become a people that sing. We become a people that sing, and and um, um, I, I've I've been a part of services and churches and, and congregations groups where they sing, like the people are the are the main instrument, right? And and they're singing, and it is just glorious. 
And, and that's what I want. I want us to be that way, encouraging one another. That's why the, the, what is the, the scripture tells us to encourage one another in your psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Right? Yes. We do. We do. Kenny, we we need more Kenny singing, right? And if y'all hear what I hear, it's a good thing. And Kenny's like, what are you listening to? (laughs) Right? Seriously. We we need to be a people who sing. Because it's because it's encouraging. It's it's encouraging. It's uplifting that I hear my brother across the horseshoe or my sister. (laughs) Singing the gospel to me. And it's encouraging to them to hear me singing the gospel to them. We need that. We, we, we need that. Especially when, when, when I know the, the hurt or something that's going on in their life, but yet they still sing. They still sing, come my fount of every blessing. Or they sing, it is well which we haven't sang that one yet, but that's on the list, by the way. I mean, that's, um, that's great. We need to see that. We are, or maybe you need to hear someone because you're the one who's hurting. And here's someone singing the gospel to you. Right? That's, that is why, that's so important why we, why we gather together. And, of course, for the, for the word, how we stir one another up. Uh, we, we don't want to neglect this. We, we don't want to neglect this. This is something that God has given us, this, this family God has given us this, this family, not as something to neglect or something that we just we pick and choose and if, if it fits our schedule, but it's something that we prioritize uh, uh, to encourage one another, not just because uh, I need encouragement, but because I can be an encouragement to someone else. Get that? Can we dig that? never taking away from us. He's always giving to us. Yeah. And so we understand that, you know, I've often again, I've often said, you don't have to go to church. You get to go to church. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and um, yeah, I think that's one thing that maybe we've learned over this last year is is um, is that church can be a delight and can be good and, and not just a duty. You know, because this is what I do on Sundays, kind of thing. Um, and and now it's it is a it is a joy to gather with with everyone. So so there's Hebrews ten, such an such an important passage uh, uh, for us. So, uh, Acts Acts chapter eleven. Uh, I'm going to call upon Savannah to read that one, and then I have two passages that I wrote out. Uh, that I want y'all to look up as well, and we'll read, and I'll I'll tell tell y'all which ones to read. Miss Susan, would you read Ephesians five eighteen through twenty one? And then Miss Diane, I want you to read First Timothy four thirteen. <clears throat> so Acts chapter eleven, verse twenty six. Miss Savannah, would you read that? And when he had when he had found him, he brought him to Antioch. Antioch. Antioch for a whole year. They met with the church and taught a great many people. 
And in Antioch, the disciples were the first 12 Christians. All right. So once again, we see here they, they, they met together. They met with the church, and they met together. They taught them. They became disciples, and this is where they were first called Christians. Little, little Jesus is walking around, right? Very important passage there. Very important passage. Ephesians 5. We just studied this a couple weeks ago. But go to Ephesians 5. Eighteen through twenty-one. You ready? Yes, ma'am. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. Amen. So I got a little ahead of myself, but but being filled with the Holy Spirit, this is how we address one another, encouraging one another. Giving thanks together and submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. The, the public gatherings, how important that is. How important that is. Let's look at First Timothy chapter four. What verse? Uh, Thirteen. Until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture, to preaching and teaching. Right. Very good. So, some of the reasons why we we read Scripture, we we take time to. To, to publicly read scripture together uh, is, is because of this, this passage. And so, um, and to, uh, to exhortation and teaching, and your translation said preaching, right? Uh, for preaching and teaching, all right? So when we gather together, this is why we, we do this, right? Because we, we, we need the word of God as God's people, right? So I've, I've, I've given you guys the line that the 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 people of God are the people of God are shaped by the Word of God, and and this is what this is this is why, and this is why we 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 come together. There's something very spiritual of a, of a group of people that that's submitting themselves under the teaching of the Word of God because it's our authority, because it's our authority, and 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 God has designated that in in His good kindness and His in His love uh, toward us to to be on the Sabbath. Uh, for us, make sense. Questions on those those passages, those extra passages? You can write those in and, and add to the list if you would like. Uh, let's look at the um, the fourth point. And by preparation for the rest that remains for the people of God, what does this point mean? And by preparation for that rest that remains for the people of God. What does that mean? What rest? Sabbath rest. What kind of Sabbath rest? <laughs> What'd you say? The restful kind. <laughs> you pushed open the door. I just walked through it. <laughs> you went through the wrong door. <laughs> I didn't open that one. What kind of rest? 
What kind of rest? What does it mean? Preparation. What are we preparing for? Preparing for what rest? For God to come back. That's right. For the rest that remains for the people of God. The rest that we will have in Christ. The eternal rest. Our inheritance. Our inheritance. That rest. And, and what, is that re- what does that rest mean? What, is that, what does that mean? That rest. What does that mean? What kind of rest are we talking about? Rest from what? Rest from sin. What else? The eternal Sabbath. Eternal Sabbath. What is that? <laughs> so, uh, holy separateness eternally. Okay. What kind of rest? Rest from the struggles of this world. Okay. Sin, strife, harm the curse. Very good. What's what is a part of the curse? Sin, death, pain, suffering, sickness, thorns and thistles. Right? Thorns and thistles. Thorns and thistles, backaches. Not, not just, you're not at a backache level. You're at a different level, right? From 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 hurt, injuries. Man, I'm I'm getting tired of seeing so much bad news. Doesn't it seem like it's really piling on? The hurt, man, it makes me hate sin so much. In our Sabbath rest, when we gather together, are to be picked just little glimpses, the shadows, right? The shadows of the real substance that we will find in Christ, that real rest that we find in Christ. So every time that we gathered together, like this this past Sunday, how great was that? Celebrating the Lord's Supper, enjoying a great meal together, laughing, enjoying one another's company is a pointing toward the eternal rest that we will have in Christ. The eternal rest that we have in that we will have in Christ. And by the way, let me just tell you all something. Our world as lost as it is, is longing for that. They see the brokenness. That's why, they, that's why they created Christmas in the way that they could, right? To make it some magical special day where there is no thorns and thistles and, and everybody's happy and everybody gets gifts and, and everything's perfect as the white snow, right? Until the next day, right? They're, they're longing for this. Our longing as Christians, we know the eternal Sabbath that we have in Christ because he's the Lord of the Sabbath. Let's point people to it. Let's point. Don't find rest in these things. Point, point them to Christ where they really will find rest, where you are finding rest, where you are finding peace, where you have found salvation, where you found in grace and satisfaction and joy and all those great words that we like to use. <laughs> Make sense? <laughs> Hebrews chapter 4 talks about uh, rest and, and uh, chapter yeah chapter 4 and, and you can go and, and, and read that um, later if you'd like uh, but but Hebrews chapter 4 is talking about the uh, uh, rest of Israel and they're talking about the land right that if that if Israel would would follow my commands and they would find they would get this land and they will have rest in this in, in this land and the writer of Hebrews equates that back to Back to us, that if we are, and it's almost a sense of, of a warning uh, to us uh, about that. And where, where are we finding our, our rest? Where are we finding our satisfaction? Where are we looking for our joy? This world will always be filled with toiling. It will always be there. There will always be 
the next thing to do. There will always be the next project. There will always be the next assignment or whatever it, it is. But find rest in Christ. And, and the Sabbath is a picture of that. And the Lord has given to us for our good the point is toward, toward to, have a, to have a hope, to have a, a longing for that. To have a, have a longing uh, uh, toward that. Does that make sense?